You're listening to The Word of Hope, a radio ministry of Hope Lutheran Church in Aurora, Colorado. Our preacher is Pastor Brian Wolfmuller with today's Word of Hope. In the name of Jesus, amen. Dear Saints, a blessed epiphany. We rejoice this day and always because Jesus, though he is the son of David, has not just come to save the children of David, but the entire world. So you who are far off, you who had no place in the kingdom, you Gentiles, for remember the temple in Jerusalem said, uh, had a, had a sign on every door that said, no Gentile in every language that they could, that they could think of to write it. You who were barred from the presence of God have been brought near by the kindness of Jesus. And it begins already in his birth and infancy, when wise men come from the east and find him in the lap of his mother Mary. Now Luther, who, who preaches gloriously about Epiphany and has some of the greatest things to say about this text, has one thing that I, I would like to meditate on in the story of the wise men looking for Christ tonight, and it is this. Luther says, when we grasp When we grope for Christ apart from the Word of God, we grasp the devil. When we grope for Christ apart from the Word of God, we grasp the devil. And he uses the Magi as the example. They are wise men from the East. We know very, very little about them or about how they knew that the stars appearing in the sky indicated that the king of the Jews was born, but they knew it and they saw the star and they knew that the Messiah had come, the one who was long foretold, who was, who was to be born the king of the Jews, that he was born. And so they come to find him. But instead of following God's word, they follow their reason. And when they come to find him, they go to Jerusalem. (laughs) This is what Luther means. When you grope for Christ apart from the word of God, you grasp the devil because these wise men came to find the Christ child. But what did they find instead? Using their sense, thinking, well, surely if he's born the king of the Jews, he has to be born in Jerusalem. Surely if he's going to be the king and the Messiah, he has to be around the temple. So they use their reason and go there. But instead of grabbing a hold of Jesus, they instead grab hold of Herod (laughs) and the Pharisees. Probably the two worst people that you would want to grab a hold of. Herod, who was crazy... (laughs) And killed anyone who threatened his, 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 his throne. In fact, th- this is why Herod, you know, in the text right after our text, Herod uh, sends his soldiers into Bethlehem to kill all of the children because he was afraid that there might be someone who would claim to be the king of the Jews. That was his title. And you'll notice in the text that, uh, that, that they said, where is he who is born king of the Jews? And Herod called the scribes and said, and, and said where, he did not ask where is the king of the Jews to be born, but rather where is the Christ to be born? He refused to use that title for Jesus. That was his. It belonged to him. He was the one who was king of the Jews. And he would, and he would uh, take out his sword at the smallest provocation to destroy anyone who would lay claim to that title. And then they grab a hold of the Pharisees. We know the Pharisees who thought that by their goodness, through their good works, through their, through their uh, constant attempts at keeping the Scriptures, 
that they had, that they had won their way into God's favor. Both of these pictures, Herod and the Pharisees, are pictures of pride, although slightly different flavors of pride. And this is the same thing for us. When we try to find out who God is, when we try to find Christ apart from the Scriptures, the result is not the true God. I suppose we can end up with all sorts of different shaped and flavored gods. I, I would think the top three are going to be the God who doesn't care about you, or at least who doesn't care about your sin, do, do whatever you want. Or we'll find the God who is impressed with our own goodness and our good works, who looks at, who looks at us and all our attempts to keep God's law and says, right on, you're in. Or, and perhaps most truthfully and most frighteningly, we find a God who is angry, a God who is wrathful, a God who is watching us and marking our sins and will punish us for them. These are the theological results of looking for God apart from the Word. And they are all false. The wise men traveled to Jerusalem, but there is no, there is no Jesus to be found. Now, I suppose this would be true for us. I mean, I, we can't throw the wise men under the bus too much. If we were going to find the Messiah, we would go to Jerusalem too. We'd go right to the temple and be poking around to find him there. But he's not there. So the wise men have to find him another way. They have to, they have to lay aside their reason, and they have to look to the word. It's ironic that the scribes, who maybe didn't even believe it, at least they didn't believe it enough to follow the wise men there, open up the prophet Micah and say, the Messiah, the one who will shepherd his people Israel, he'll be born in Bethlehem. Bethlehem? Uh, Luther said something like, well, if you wanted to find, uh, if you wanted to find a beggar, you could find one in Bethlehem. <laughs> Bethlehem is the backwaters. Bethlehem is out of the way. If you were looking around Israel for the Messiah, Bethlehem is the last place you would look. I mean, you'd go to Jerusalem, and then you'd go to Tyre and Sidon, maybe. You'd go to Samaria. Uh, You'd probably go up and look in Syria. You'd you'd go and look around uh, Ramah and Hebron. And last on your list would be Bethlehem. But these wise men set aside their reason, and they follow the words of the prophet. They go to Bethlehem, to the small little house that Joseph had acquired. And they find there, in the most humble and astonishingly poor conditions, the God of all of the universe, their Savior. I imagine, remember the text tells us that when these wise men came into town, that Herod was greatly afraid and that uh, and that the whole city of Jerusalem were afraid that these men would have come into town. And again, we don't know how many they were. We think that there's three, or tradition says that there are three, although this is a popular thing for people to say, no, there had to be more than three. Although I like the idea that there's three, because you don't think that there was a fourth guy who showed up without any gifts, right? <laughs> so that there's three 
on their camels with golden crowns and all of these fancy robes riding with hundreds of servants and attendants behind them, bringing with them their, their tents and all of their wealth and everything like this, that they would have been this massive display as they came into Jerusalem. And Herod would, was, was afraid of them. And no doubt that when they walked into the room, Herod himself would bow his head and honor them. And as they walked through the city, they rode their camels through the streets of Jerusalem, the people would have bowed and honored them, these great and wise men. But then when they come into this humble house in Bethlehem, it is not Mary and Joseph or Jesus who bow to them, but these three men who hit the ground, the dirt, and bow before Jesus and worship Him. Not because Jesus is a more special or impressive-looking baby, Not because there's anything about the house or about Mary or Joseph that would cause them to worship Him, but because they believe the Word of God that the child is born in Bethlehem. So these wise men teach us wisdom. That is, to put aside our reason. To, to put aside our looking for God or expecting God to be how we want Him to be or how we think He will be and to take up the Scriptures and to listen to the prophets and the apostles. And there we find out who God really is. He is not angry. He is not full of wrath. He is in your flesh. And he is crucified and risen for you. He is grace and peace and love and kindness. And he is your salvation. May we, with faith given by the Holy Spirit, come tonight before the same Jesus. And may we also bow before him. And may we, may we rejoice that he forgives our sins. Amen. The peace of God, which passes all understanding, guard your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. We hope you were blessed by today's Word of Hope. Hope Lutheran Church is located at 1345 Macon Street in Aurora, Colorado. Their weekly schedule is as follows. Sunday morning worship at 915, adult Bible class and youth Sunday school at 1045 a.m. On Tuesday mornings, there is a matin service at 830 a.m. with a Bible class to follow at 930 a.m. You can find out more about Hope Lutheran Church at www.hope-aurora.org. That's www.hope-aurora.org.
www.aurora.org. Until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you in His grace.